Well, good morning, good morning. It's Pen of Talk with host Diana Prince. And it's 3 a.m., that ungodly hour that I wish I was not awake. I wish it was more like 4.30, 4.45, 5.15. Anyways, welcome to another day in mid-August 2018 here in Las Vegas. Of course, it's still dark out. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. No one's up but me. Anyways, welcome back to my podcast and welcome to my podcast for those that are tuning in for the first time. So you'll you'll notice that my audio sounds a bit uh, muttered because we've got three fans going on in here. And I always start my podcast while I'm laying in bed, just beginning my day. So it's completely dark in here. The only light I have is the light of my cell phone, the light of the moon, Um, and then we've got these fans on, so that's what you're hearing, if you can hear it, and on this app, I have no sound effects. I do, I am able to open up my YouTube window and use some sound effects, so who knows, maybe I'll prepare for that the next time. Anyways, I'm about to do a blog, and it's going to be... A fairly long blog. Um, a lot of my blogs are um, more picture-based than there are some that are more informational with the images. I think that this one is going to be both. It's going to be filled with a lot of images. I actually had to stop myself from researching right now because not because I've seen enough. Um, even though it's not my favorite era of fashion, but mainly because um, there was just so much. (laughs) And it was like, okay, I think I'm going to have proven my point and gotten my whole point across here. But anyways, um, I think it's going to be filled with lots of information and uh, lots of my opinion on that decade of fashion, if you will, on that era. And... um, definitely lots of images. So I wanted to do my podcast today about the blog and sort of just get myself mentally prepared for this. Um, As some of you know, most of you maybe, all three of you that are listening, (laughs) um, I have went to school and I've been professionally trained and educated um, in a couple of areas of fashion. The biggest was me graduating from the New York Institute of Art and Design. took me 16 months to finish. Finally graduated. Um, I graduated in a course that I took on being a personal stylist. So it was difficult, and I definitely want to do my podcast on that one day because that's a different subject entirely. But anyways, I want to get into today's subject because I'm going to be covered in my blog. And I also um, have my certification as a fashion forecaster. I wasn't hesitant to take the class, um, to take the course, because I wanted the certification. I knew that it was kind of right up my alley on what I've been doing and what I've been going to school for. Um, But I wasn't exactly, you know, thinking I'm really, really going to be using this. But the information that they give you um, in 
classes like that and schools like that, um, you get the fundamentals of fashion. And I think that that is going to be, it's priceless and it's going to continue to be priceless for me because I really do find myself looking at fashion in a whole different light. Um, also just because of social media, fashion, um, the business side of it is so different now. So, you know, i obviously have to, you know, keep up with what's current, um, in, in some form or fashion, but, you know, I kept thinking in school, okay, this, how does, this really doesn't exactly apply to, well, I wasn't thinking that I was thinking school in general, the, the type of education that I was going for wasn't going to be specializing and teaching me things about vintage and pinup. And to be honest, I really did not learn anything specific about those areas, but I research and I've been doing it for five years now. So I know a lot, um, but it was the fundamentals of fashion that, you know, and just the process of looking at things, putting together outfits, um, working with different body shapes. And then I took, um, a couple of courses in makeup which is my next course. I'm taking another one. Um, so different, uh, facial shapes, skin tones, and then looking at seasonal colors, what people normally wear during the winter, what people, the colors that people wear during the spring. I mean, there's so much involved and that brings me to today's subject. Um, every single era of, of fashion every single decade. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound ignorant, <laughs> but I think a, a decade is 10 years, right? So every single era of fashion, there's two things I want to focus on during this podcast. Um, every single era of fashion and every single decade has so, okay, they all have come completely different styles from era to era. This we know. I think the, the, I wouldn't say average, like I'm just saying people are average, but I'm saying in general, the average everyday person I think knows there's a difference in the clothing, the hairstyle, the music, um, the movies, what was trending and what was popular in 1920 versus 1940, versus 1960, versus 1980. Okay, we know these things. But you have to dig a little bit deeper when you are trying to um, focus and concentrate and be detailed about fashion because within every decade, fashion changed. Okay? So we're talking hairstyles in the early 1950s were very much similar to the hairstyles in the late 1940s. That makes sense. Um, new things started started trending, but there's always old styles that were repeated, and there's just people that were considered behind in fashion. So, you know, the average everyday housewife wasn't necessarily getting the latest hair trends um, right 
you know, when they came out, so to speak. And then you have to look at um, the fact that within a decade of fashion, you have people who are, are totally different people in society. Um, I think that that's one thing that they covered in school and definitely wanted to focus on and really concentrate on and get across is that, you know, clothing is, it's your calling card. It says everything about you before you say a word, whether you say anything or not. And it's like, has everything to do with society. Like men back in like, I don't know, the like late 1800s. Um, early 1900s, they wore beards because it was a sign of like royalty, just like the same thing with women that wore jewels. Well, every single person, you know, like an example here that maybe we can all kind of visualize June Cleaver, um, in the kitchen on Leave it to Beaver. Um, I love Lucy, Lucille Ball wearing pearls in the kitchen while cooking dinner, um, sitting to dinner with their husband who's in a suit and their best friends and after dinner playing cards and the women are in the most divine dresses um, or smart looking pantsuits. And this was reality for some women, but it was not reality for every woman is my point. And it, it also goes with, with age. There was a certain way that preppies dressed in school, um, versus the way that the rockabilly, you know, the greasers dressed and this was in the same age group, but then you take that age group and put it versus a woman in her 40s. She may not be wearing, or put it this way, the children that are 14, 15, 16 may not necessarily be wearing what their mother, who is 45 years old, is wearing. That's my point. A woman going out into the workforce may not be wearing um, you know, when we're looking at the pictures of everyday women going to work at work in the 1940s and the 1950s, they may not be wearing what the average everyday housewife is wearing at home. And again, there's different versions of quote unquote, the average everyday housewife. So, um, you know, that is when you, you dig deeper and you realize that just like in 1920s, Yes, we think of the flappers, we think of the shimmy dresses, we think of the pearls, the long pearls, um, like the bucket style hats. Okay, not everybody wore that. Not everybody was out partying every single night. They were actually hardworking, every, not saying that those people weren't hardworking, but I'm saying they were just regular everyday for folks that were not going to, to juke joints and the cotton gins and all these different little clubs and partying and dancing and smoking with the long cigarette holders. And, you know, that just wasn't everyone. There were people who were the exact opposite of that. There were people who were young and much too young to be going out and dressing like that. There are people who were much too conservative 
to dress like that. It's just like men's suits. Men's suits changed from 1920, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. Look at a men's suit from 1920s. Then look at a men's suit from 1970s. Completely different. So that is what I focus on when I'm trying to do a recreation of a certain era or I'm trying to quote unquote nail a look of a certain era. Um, Why would I put on, you know, 1980s earrings with a, a 1990s look? I just wouldn't. Or, you know, 1920s hairstyle is not going to go when we're doing a 1940s look. So it's the same thing as having the model in a 1940s hairdo, 1940s clothes, but the car is 1960s. It's not going to work. It doesn't, you know, that's what I'm saying. So everybody's idea of every era, especially if you were alive, um, especially if you were a teenager, and then especially if you were an adult and you were out partying, seeing the world, um, and then you remember, I'm sure, eras when you get much older and you're like, this is what's going on in music, this is what's going on in fashion now. Um, So everybody has their idea of what was the most popular things in their mind during a certain era, during a certain decade. And I'm here to tell you that in 1980, to be specific, all throughout the 80s, what people were wearing, what was popular, what was trending in 1980, 1981, was not the same as that was trending and popular. Like, I'm talking extremely mainstream, extremely popular in 1989. In 1990, we're talking about an entire decade of time. Definitely, things change. And you can see it directly by the hairstyles. If someone were to stand there with just a leotard and tights on, if their hair was done in that decade and we're thinking of an entire decade and we just did one hairstyle for 1920s, one for 1930s, one for 1940s, one for 1950s, one for 1960s. These are going to be completely different looking hairstyles. Now, if you, if you go into just one decade and you, you show the most popular hairstyle in 1980, I guarantee you it's not the most popular hairstyle in 1989 and it's within the same decade. But look at how many years have transcended and then therefore the fashion transcends. So that's my point. I, 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 we know we can look if you weren't around, you could look it up. But in the 1980s, the way my sister was dressing um, to go out with her friends and this would probably be uh, more like like the late mid 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 to late eighties. She, the way she was dressed, was not the way that my mother was dressing to go to work, or to be at home, or to go to church, or to go grocery shopping, or to invite friends over. That was not how my mom was dressing. The hairstyle may have been slightly similar, 
because everybody had the feathered hair in the 80s. That was really popular. But the way Madonna had her hair, the way Cyndi Lauper had her hair, um, that was not how my mother had her hair. Um, and it's the same thing with my sister. And it was the same thing with me. You know, I was 10 years old, I'm telling my age, um, in 1985. The way that I looked and I was dressing um, was similar to all the other children my age that were dressing that way. And I do agree there were lots of bright colors and things like that, but that was because I wasn't into what they started calling eventually in the 90s. I remember they started saying mod. Now we all know mod came from 1960, but again, I remember in the 90s, people would say the people with the dark clothes, the people with the piercings um, and the blue hair and the green hair wearing mainly black um, were mods. That's what we called them in the 90s. Now, it's kind of like uh, ironic because that is the one thing that I'm definitely going to get into in my blog and I want to get into now. Um, they say in school and fashion school, and you can look this up every 30 years, fashion repeats itself. And I don't mean that that means nothing ever new comes out, but I do agree. And I thought it was so interesting. And I, I kind of frowned my face up like, this is odd. Is that really true? And then I read it again in another course I was taking and it's definitely true. I mean, Who's one of the biggest fashion, <laughs> listen to my voice, how it changed. Um, who's one of the biggest fashion icons right now of today? We know it. It doesn't matter how you feel about her. You don't know her, but anyway, Kim Kardashian, she's been wearing so since last year, she's been wearing since the year before so many things that have to do with the 1980s. I can name I, I don't see her going to the shoulder pads, but, but she's worn the Adidas sweatsuits. Now, what is she doing? She's switching it up by wearing high heels. You cannot tell me that no woman ever in 1985, 86, 87, 88, 89 did not wear like a track suit or an Adidas sweatsuit with shoes that weren't tennis shoes, flats, little heels, little pumps, high heels. It happened, I'm sure. Now, maybe that's something she feels she's added, but the the, the sunglasses that she's wearing are like ski-looking sunglasses, and then we have a an Adidas sweatsuit, and we have clear heels. Okay, the Adidas sweatsuit thing. I've seen her in a tight bodysuit that's like a shorts bodysuit, kind of like what a wrestler would wear. A little bit more material on the front, but the whole, you know, shorts, but it's a, it's a, a one piece and it's the spandex sporting material type of outfits. It's trending right now as well. Popular. Um, no different than the exact look. Very, very similar anyway of the 1980s people were wearing lots of spandex I think towards the end like of the 80s and then well into the 90s it was popular because what was really popular in the 80s fitness right 
working out. Unfortunately, Jane Fonda, let's try to leave her out of it. Um, but the leg warmers, those, the leotards, the body suits. Oh God, the body suits. Oh, the body suits are back. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. Um, but well, they never left really the body suits. It's just, they are really, really trending now. But anyway, yes, every 30 years, I do believe 30 to 40 years, even, um, fashion trends do repeat. So when you look at the things that are trending, that have been trending, and then you go back further. Okay. Look at the most popular people, the most popular movies in the eighties. Let's just take, um, Back to the Future with Michael J. Fox as an example. You remember in the scene where he went back in time, he was wearing the suit. He was, you know, he had on the skinny tie. Now that was an 80s movie, but his look, his shoes, his suit was of the 1950s. 30 years difference. He, they incorporated that in there because obviously they went 30 years back in time. Um, it's the same thing that, that continues to repeat itself. So I think I've done the research. I think I've studied. And you just see so many of the trends um, from 30 years ago repeating themselves in every 30 years. I mean, you know, things that were popular in the 60s became popular in the 90s. It's just a fact if you really, really, really sit and think about it. But anyway, what my blog is going to be focusing on is the 1980s. And I want to show the difference between everyone. I mean, when you were looking at the clothing of quote unquote, the average everyday housewife in the 1980s, and, and again, we're talking an entire decade and things changed within that decade for every person in society, um, no matter what their position or their role or whatever, fashion changed within that 10 years. But as a whole, when we're talking about the most popular artists, the most popular actors, the most popular entertainers, and then what was most popular for the average everyday person going to shop at Montgomery Wards, JCPenney's, things like that you will look at somebody from the exact year and they will have a totally different way of dressing. I think that there are certain things that went across the board, like the feathered hair in the front. Everybody from Princess Di to Prince <laughs> had that at one point, that layered feathered look in the front, even if they didn't have it all the way around. My, my mom had it. My sister had it. I had it. I mean, unless you were wearing your hair in a natural, you know, like an afro or you just went curly or you're wearing something that's been popular since the 20s, like a bob that would never went out of style. The classic bob, almost 100 years old, um, different variations, but the basis of it has stayed the same. And um, when you look at things like that era and then you look you look at they they wore shoulder pads princess die prince uh brooke shields uh, madonna michael jackson 
<laughs> go on and on and on. Everybody had their shoulder pads. But then you're looking at see, you, you select people. You, you're also looking at celebrities versus people that were going to work in an office every day versus people that were um, domesticates, as I call myself, the average everyday housewife, the way that they dress completely different than a rock star in 1985, completely different than a fashion model in 1985, completely different than high fashion. If you look at Sears catalogs or even Gucci ads, the high, the high end fashion, um, something that, again, like somebody with Brooke Shields, very popular in the 1980s, something Kathy Ireland, people like that, that they would have modeled are not necessarily the exact type and style that you would see someone wearing to a nightclub or a housewife, um, that's running errands all day, completely different looks. So that's what I want to focus on um, because I was inspired um, because a, a set of mine, two sets that were turned down, oh no, um, by a magazine that's doing a 1980s issue. So the thing is, is that it's all a matter of perspective, personal taste. What you think was popular in the 80s may have very well been, but there were so many other things and it's the same thing like what's going on in fashion right now um if you look at the 80s madonna um was very much a fashion trendsetter and she wore so much of the 1950s looks from her winged eyeliner to her you know the jackets the dinner jackets were so popular in the 80s the skinny ties. When were the skinny ties popular? In the late 40s, early 50s. When were those kind of jack, you know, wearing a jacket, you know, a dress jacket that's that style um, that men were wearing in the 50s? Well, Madonna was wearing that in the 80s. The lace, the bustiers, the garter belts. Um, I just remember so much lace <laughs> and so many necklaces and the pearls. I mean, think about it. Not too many people were thinking about wearing their mother's and their grandmother's pearls. And there wasn't, you know, or pearls, think about this. They really think about this. The pearls, long, long pearls and the pearl cho chokers and necklaces in the 80s go back 30 years. In the 50s. It was popular. Go back 30 years from the 50s. Think about that. In the 1920s, the flappers, what were they wearing? The, the upscale women, they were wearing pearls, long, long <coughs> necklace, long strands of pearls. They may have twisted it up in a knot. Coincidentally, guess who was twisting their pearl necklaces in a knot? Madonna. Just think about that. You know, who was wearing corsets and garter belts and fishnets and lace um, and doing almost a dominatrix kind of look? <clears throat> Excuse me. In the, in the 50s, Betty Page. Who did it in the 80s? Madonna. Again, 
keep looking every 30 years or so you will see a lot of the trends repeat themselves but as far as a whole decade of fashion we're going to think about you know in the 80s we're going to think about leg warmers we're going to think about shoulder pads um <coughs> excuse me i think about the androgynous look for the men because men were wearing eyeliner they were wearing necklaces they were wearing spiked bracelets and no they weren't in a gang <laughs> they were wearing tight leather pants now think about this my uh father was not wearing those things in the 80s I guarantee you um people lots of people that uh in my family were not dressed like that lots of people in my family were dressed like that so all I'm saying is you, you get people um different aspects if you will of society different people in society um people dressing one way to go to work dressing another way to go out people dressing conservative only, people dressing uh, sexy all the time only. Depends on who they are, who they were um, at the time. But it's very difficult to say that there was only one look of an entire 10 years span of time. Um, because again, I look at, you know, you look at somebody like Madonna and then you look at somebody like Cindy Crawford the what they were wearing, um, what they were wearing while they were being professionals in their fields were completely different, completely different looks. So, you know, I, I just think that there's a lot to be learned when you, when you study the fundamentals of fashion, because it's going to teach you that trends change. And also, um, within a 10 year span of time, things are going to be different. I just saw a picture online somebody posted and it said that the, this was their mother's graduation picture, I think 1970. Now, if you look at the hair, if you would have told me it was 1965, 66, 60, I would have believed you. Now, the hair was not big, but then again, not everybody wore big hair. That's my point. Not everybody wore big hair in the 60s. When we think of 60s, we think of big hair, but not everybody wore big hair in the 60s. But again, big hair in the 60s, lots of Aquanet. Guess what happened in the 90s? Big hair. Big hair in the 90s in the front, right? Lots of Aquanet. I used to do it. My friends, had. we all had the big bangs in the front. Um, so the trends it's different but when you're talking about somebody who is 10 years old versus somebody who's 15 versus somebody who's 25 45 85 even within a, the same year the same decade um they're going to be most likely dressing differently so it depends on again the person's role in society what they do for a living um and their own personal taste and that's really what it comes down to because there are people that it doesn't matter what was trending in 1990 they were not going to wear those things um the same thing in the 60s and so on and so forth so i just wanted to get my focus together to do this blog and i think i'm ready it's, good. it's a lot of typing though much easier to talk about it but anyway this is today's topic and you know fashion forecasting is um 
is an interesting thing that I'm really, really getting into, but I kind of like to fashion forecast backwards, if you will, um, and show someone um, of today, whether it be, you know, just a random picture I can find on Google or whether it's the most popular star in the world right now. If I can find people wearing things today, companies selling things today that look like something that was popular in fashion back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or 60s, I'm going to do it. And that's the thing that I really like to focus on the most to show, um, you know, how things continue to trend and continue to be popular. And, uh, and that's it for today. <laughs> so good morning, good morning. And thank you for listening to my podcast. I'll see everybody on social media. <coughs> I can tell you one thing. Excuse me. <coughs> my goodness, my vocal cords. I should have ended it while I had the chance. Um, my vocal cords are not used to me talking at the butt crack of dawn or even before then. So um, I'm getting back to starting my morning with my podcast and I will see all of you on social media. Thanks for tuning in. Ciao.